Hello and welcome to another episode of the Tip Balls Podcast. I am your host, Sam Randazzo, and I am joined today by my two crusty-eyed co-hosts. To my right, it is the one and only Uncle Sam. Hello. And behind the computer, just jagging off, it is Bruce, the tugboat, Quindiddy. <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> What's up? Tug or not? Tug or not. Tugging away. Well... It's week three of the NFL season. We had a, I would say, interesting Thursday night football game. Um, it wasn't really all that exciting, but pretty shitty. It, it was boring as fuck. It was somewhat interesting to say the least. Um, highlights of the game: Nick Chubb, Amari Cooper, David Njoku. And if you notice, Steelers. Those are all Cleveland Browns because. <laughs> The Steelers didn't really do much. I guess if you had to pick a highlight for the Steelers, it would be the George Pickens uh, repeating Odell Beckham's layback one-handed catch that's behind us. I honestly think it's better. It, you know what? It might have been better. He was horizontal. Yeah, My man was practically yeah. laying on the ground he when he caught that He was horizontal and yeah. caught that football. It was truly... It wasn't it, like a jump up. You know, reach back for it. It was. It was, it I'm was just lay a, down yeah. and catch and then catch the football. It was. It was pretty. That, that was nice how he tracked that. That that's got to be just impossible to do. Um, but that's today's game. Today's game is about finesse and athleticism. The question that's on everybody's mind after that game: When is Mike Tomlin going to make the move to Kenny Pickett? Because he needs to. What we have seen thus far. Uh, from Mitch Trubisky was in week one, he looked kind of for real. And then after that, Mitch Trubisky came back. Um, Trubisky was 20 for 32 for 200 yards, no touchdowns, no picks, and was sacked once. Obviously, that is not going to get the job done in today's NFL. Uh, granted, their defense didn't play well either. I mean, they let the Browns put up 29 on them. Uh, Nick Chubb essentially ran at will. And Jacoby Brissett had a decent game. There was no picks. He didn't make that many mistakes. Um, Chubb, 23 rushes, 113 yards, and a tud. Brissett, 21 of 31, 220 yards, two touchdowns. I mean, here's the thing. When he's you, serviceable. He's serviceable. He'll, yes. He's serviceable enough to get the job done. Um, in that division, I don't think you're going to see that many like 400-yard passing games, you know, there it's going to be more of a ground attack. Yeah. Um, and Nick Chubb so far this year has just been – Oh, he's lights out. He's lights out. I mean, yeah. he has the patience of Le'Veon Bell. Uh, the guy chops his legs like a, like a rodeo bull. Like, he just – the way he runs the ball has been so effective so far this year. Um, on the other hand, Amari Cooper – I don't know what the Steelers' game plan was for him, but he was just open always. Yes, yes. I, and and I was I was reading an article uh, yesterday, and I saw, you know, for some reason the Steelers played him like most teams play Cooper Cup, where they're just like, we're going to double cover everybody else in the field and let this guy run wild. Basically, let they let him run through. It's it's almost like a zone. Right. Just let him run through yeah. everybody. And if he's the only guy catching the ball, then God bless. Uh, but that wasn't the 
that wasn't how it worked. David and Joe, who came to light last night or on uh, Thursday night, and you know what's funny is I had it, I I missed it in our fantasy. Uh, our fantasy frenzy episode, but I had David and Joku as a pickup target, and I somehow skipped right over him. Nine receptions for ten, on ten targets, eighty-nine yards, and a touchdown. And as we know, as far as tight ends go that aren't named Andrews or Kelsey, that is a great game for a tight end. Absolutely, um, Dude, we're just bouncing right off of him. They they were. I mean, he he I, I wasn't looked, even moving that fast. No, but I mean, <laughs> he, and Amari Cooper. I made that call. You fantasy owners, if you listen to me and put Amari Cooper in, you're a happy guy. Yeah, you're a happy guy today. I, I agree with that. Um, I think the Steelers have more problems than just Trubisky, though. Uh, even though Pickens had that. Incredible catch. He only had three receptions for 39 yards. I, when you're one of nine on third downs, and that's what they were, yeah, you're you're not going to do shit. Um, you got to convert third downs in this league. But even with Mitch Trubisky standing on his heels, he, even with pocket. him standing on his heels, yes. The biggest problem for them is the fact that their defense can not get pressure. Their defense. They look like a whole different team without TJ Watt out there. It's 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 actually kind of jarring to see the difference that they are from week one with TJ Watt till now. The whole defense just doesn't look put together anymore. I mean, they they did get to Brissett twice, um, but wasn't that just one dude? I'm pretty sure it was just High Smith, like yeah. you said, that had the sacks. I'll double check that, but. I mean, they weren't even hitting hard. It just looked like they were. Yeah, it was High Smith with with one and a half sacks, but I, they have no run stop ability. They're secondary, and that that surprises me because they got Miles Jack. Uh, Miles Jack was I, I, was an absolute tackle machine. I, I mean, he, I I don't I I think really more of an issue right now with them is is. There's no leadership on this team. Trubisky's not the answer. The defense is without their best player. And they're just a disarray. And what point does Tomlinson say, you know what? We're not going to do anything this year. We know it. I get it. It's only we're only going into the third game of the year. And it just it's it's ugly. It's, it's ugly. ugly. They'll Why be lucky to to finish five hundred. Yeah, well they'll be lucky. You know, Miles Jack, like you said, 35 total tackles through the first three games. Yes. So, I mean, he he is – he's taking the blunt yeah, of – He's averaging 11 tackles a game. Yeah, he's and taking he's the blunt of the load for that defense. But I agree with that. There's no there's no leadership. Um, they don't look very inspired at the moment. Uh, it, it's almost like they know that this is a rebuild. Yeah. And And – you think guys would be playing for their fucking positions and they're not. It just it just looks that they just it almost looks like Tomlinson's losing these guys. <laughs> well, it'll be interesting. Um obviously that's in that division now, you know, you have the Browns at two and one, the Steelers at Listen, one. They, and two. they got lucky they won that first game against Cincinnati. They should have lost that game. Yeah, realistically. Yeah, to be honest that, with you. What a one point win late yeah. in Cincinnati. Um that division now is just—it's wide open. I—I huh. I think it's why it's Baltimore's division. It's to Baltimore's lose right division to lose at the moment. Yeah. Um, at this moment, yeah. Third game in. What are you going to do? 
shockingly, and I know this is going to be, uh, this is going to catch a lot of you off guard. Um, my game of the week this week surprised me comes in Minneapolis, where our own Detroit Lions go to face Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. Now, obviously, the Vikings were pretty ugly in their Monday night game last week. And I'll tell you what, the the Philadelphia Eagles gave them everything they had. And it was it was ugly. They lost 24 to 7 on Monday night against Philadelphia. But I found a very, very interesting tidbit of information. You know, it's actually I just have the internet open and it's actually right here as well. Yeah. And if you <laughs> if you a quick a quick any sort of quick research about this game will show you articles that say are the Lions playing Kirk Cousins on Sunday, or are they playing Aaron Rodgers? And essentially, here's the quirk about this. At home, Kirk Cousins has played a full season's worth of games with the Vikings in the 1 o'clock window. At home. Since 2019, his stat line at home at 1 o'clock, he's 366 for 523, 4,506 yards, 38 touchdowns, 12 interceptions, and a passer rating of 110, which, funny enough, is actually better than Aaron Rodgers' 2021 MVP winning stats, where he went 366 for 531, 4,115 yards, 37 touchdowns, and 7 interceptions, with a passer rating of 111. So, what we can take from this is... The way Kirk Cousins plays on Sundays at 1 o'clock in Minnesota is essentially MVP caliber compared to his primetime games, where on Monday nights he's 2-10 with an 85 passer rating and 3-5 with a 91 passer rating on Thursdays. And he threw for 87 yards the last time he played on Sunday night football. So... What we can take from this is Kirk Cousins is most likely going to come out and play very, very well on Sunday. Well, I'll say, I'll say this. They were at home for Philadelphia, and they got their tanks handed to them. No, they were at Philly. Oh, they were at Philly? Correct. I thought they were at home. They're at Philly at night. So evidently, if you are a fantasy owner and you own Kirk Cousins, unfortunately, like I do, Next time he plays in a primetime game, don't play him. But if he is playing in Minnesota on a Sunday at 1 o'clock, you will play him. And realistically, I'm starting him this week against the Lions. And a couple of things that I really like about this game, Minnesota's a six-point favorite. I personally think that's a lot of points. I'll take the Lions in the points. I will take the Lions plus six as well. The over-under on this game is 52 and a half. Okay. I'm going to go is over. one I would take the under on. I'm going to agree with Bruce. Now, even I'll though both of these teams have showed in various different points this year that they can put up points. But the fact oh, I could see them both putting yeah, up 30 Yeah, but 30 the fact that they're, so, they're both good at putting up points would balance them out. To I'll say this. Last week, that many. last week, the Lions defense played well. Yeah. Um. Minnesota's defense played very well against Green Bay. So what I'm seeing here is essentially two teams 
that are probably going to run the ball very well. I'm seeing two defenses that are both going to give each other a hard time. And I see the edge being slightly in the favor of Minnesota just because their skill players are obviously better than the Lions. Dalvin Cook hasn't had his real big coming out game yet. Not yet. I think that this week he could probably blow it up pretty uh, well. Just, Justin Jefferson is the key. Justin Jefferson. He's the key. As you see, Philadelphia put a lasso around him. He couldn't do anything. Here's the that's not going to happen this week. Well, exactly. This and is this, the this big guy is going to go off again. The Lions have to really strategize this game well because Minnesota has more than just Justin Jefferson. That's the thing. Adam Thielen is still there. They made a big trade for Jalen Ragor. So here's the thing. He played pretty well. Do you put your best corner on Justin Jefferson and let him burn him all day, or do you double cover Justin Jefferson and pray that Adam Thielen and the rest of their receiving core doesn't doesn't is go isn't off. as good yeah. as you think they are and can beat you? Um, <coughs> well, I watched Green Bay try to zone Jefferson, and you seen what happened there. Correct, and. But Thielen hasn't had his coming out party yet either. Well, I think Thielen is past the point of having a coming out party. Thielen Correct. is, Thielen is is he's, one of he's the better complementary receivers. That that if you're, if they're going to roll their coverage toward Jefferson, you're you're going to see Thielen wide open. Uh, yeah, and he'll be catching some balls this week. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say, nobody in the line secondary is going to have an answer for Justin Jefferson. Um, but I think that's safe to say. But I think Minnesota is going to make more mistakes in this game than they have so far this year. Against Philly, they did not look good. Their offense did no. not look good. Philly was able to shut down the run. And Philly they were able, able to, to get to Kirk Cousins. And they were able to get to Kirk Cousins. And I think the Lions defense will probably be able to get to Kirk Cousins a little bit this week. Yeah, uh, they got a chip on their shoulder. This is a division game. And they they need lost this to Philly. They can they can win this game. They slide in the first place. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so where this game is in first place. Yeah. I think I think ultimately line. I think ultimately Minnesota will win. I'm going to take the under because I think that even though the Lions have put up a lot of points so far this year, I mean, Jesus, you can't trust this team yet. You, you well, we're not into I, trusting I, this. I've been team seeing yet. too much. I agree. I've been seeing too much about the Lions and you know people on social media. It's like we need to slow the fuck down. We're talking about the Lions. Talking about the Lions. Talking about the Lions. All right. Yes, they're playing good, but come on, we're playing the Vikings at home. Like, let's call them. Lions the have put down. up almost eighty points already this year. I know, but we need just. Uh, I what's it? What's it? What's it? Press me is Goff right now, dude. Goff's playing. Goff's playing out of his mind right now. Okay, he has six touchdowns and uh, yeah. one pick. Let's not say six out of touchdowns, his mind. one pick. Let's not say out of his through mind. two games. That's pretty damn good. He's playing well. That's pretty damn good. But here's the thing. He's playing. This could be the game where the wheels completely come off. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. I, I mean, if he has a, a Cousins-like game, it could. Okay. but I, Cousins so, threw three picks last week. I mean, week. say this much. You know they're going to go towards uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. So right. You know they're going to completely shut uh, him down. I, 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 get, I get that. I, you know what? I don't think the Vikings have anybody to cover him, to be honest with you. Well, here's what I'll say. Was Patrick Peterson's I, on him. I lost a little bit of faith in the Vikings 
until I I'm I'm a superstitious dude, okay? And I believe this shit about how Kirk Cousins for some reason shits the bed on fucking <laughs> in primetime games. And at one I, 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 I think it's more of Kirk Cousins being like Tony Romo. During the season, these guys put up great, great numbers. The problem is, come playoff time, they shit the bed. Well, and, and, and that, that's been going on for decades. It's been going on for ten years with Kirk Cousins. <laughs> yes, but we're talking this about is, primetime games. Yeah, but this is the same guy that we we're talking about right now. I'm aware. And yeah. I, after I watched that game, I was like, "Oh, the Vikings are exactly what I thought they were. They're just boring and shitty and all of the above." But I read that, and then if you actually look at it and break it down, as long as they don't have to play at night, they look great. So. As it stands right now, I'm going to take the Vikings to win the game outright. I think it's going to be a close game. I think it's going to be a hard-fought battle. I think DeAndre Swift and uh, Jamal Williams, along with Delvin Cook and Alexander Madison, are all going to have very nice games. I think both quarterbacks are going to get knocked around quite a bit. And I don't think there's going to be 52 points. I think you could see a 21-17 kind of game, and that's what I'm going to go off of. Vikings win at home 21-17 to against the Lions. In a great, hard-fought NFC North battle, a lot of running the ball, a lot of pounding ground, and it'll be a great, great football game to watch right down to the end. Hopefully. I could be wrong. The Lions could end up blowing them out by 21, but again, I'm not there yet. Moving on from my game of the week to my absolute shit show of the week the houston texans go to soldier field to play the i don't even they're not even a football team but the chicago bears <laughs> uh and you want to know what's fucked up the fact that you look at this team this team's won a game against san francisco okay it just I'm going to be brutally honest. But with, with Trey you. Lance. I'm going to be brutally honest with you. Justin Fields? I, I've, I, I, the more and more. The, the, the numbers speak for itself. He's 15 of 28 for 192 yards, two touchdowns, two picks. And that's not in. 15 not, of 28. That's not in that's the first half garbage. of a football game. That is in two full football games. That's in two full games. He's Quarterback garbage. rating under 70. Okay, for 70 yards last week. Come on, dude. This is this team is in full-on, five-alarm, just absolute fucking shit show. He, I like the Texans. I like the Texans in this game. Well, I, I don't know what the points were. Chicago is a three-point favorite uh, over under. Chicago. Over under is thirty nine points. I like the Texans. Over under is thirty nine points. I'll say this much: so far, the Texans tied with Indy, who got goose egged last week by twenty, and then lost to Denver sixteen to nine. The in the last seconds of that game, because they were actually playing real well in that game too. The Bears beat San Francisco in an absolute monsoon, uh, nineteen to ten in. The flukiest that, that was a fluke. fucking game that was of the a year. Um, and came out and got absolutely shit on by Green Bay 27 to 10 last week. So I'll say this as far as the over under goes, I'm I, you're taking the you're taking the under because I don't, yeah, realistically, you don't know if either of these teams can actually put up more than 10 points in a football game. Um, as far as Chicago being a three point favorite, there is not one 
atom of my being that could bet as Chicago in a point spread favorite right now? Could they somehow win this game in miraculous fashion if Davis Mills um, dies on the field? Yes. I mean, <laughs> it's it's going to be an absolutely fucking awful football game. Uh, J- Justin Fields is not an NFL quarterback, man. He's just not. I mean, there was people when he was coming out that were saying, oh, he's the next Lamar Jackson. Uh, guess what? He is not. He might be able to run around like Lamar Jackson, but, but he can't throw realistically, with any kind of fucking accuracy. Realistically, no, he can't. And they got, and he barely won that 49er game. It was a pass just thrown up in the air. Luckily, there was a guy, there was a guy wide open with nobody within 20 yards. Come of him. on, dude. It's the only reason why if, they won that game. If Jimmy G were playing that game, it would They would have lost. They would have lost yeah, if Garoppolo. Chicago would have lost, yeah. Okay. This is the thing about running quarterbacks. They have to be able to run the ball well. If you're right. going to be a mobile quarterback, you got to run the ball well. Lamar Jackson can run the ball well. Kyler Murray can run the ball well. Justin Fields so far this season has 19 rushes for 48 yards. It's a two-and-a-half-yard average. He has one rushing touchdown, which I remember watching, which was from the one-yard line. And his longest run of the year is 12, and he's fumbled and lost it once. So, correct. <laughs> he's not good at running the ball either. Um, I'll say this. He is running for his life on a lot of He's play. running, yes. The Bears' offensive that. line is atrocious. Their yeah. receiving core is atrocious. Their best receiver, Darnell Mooney, is a actual ghost. He doesn't It's, it's exist. not his fault. I, you I know what? We got to stop saying that because even – even good receivers with bad quarterbacks find a the way. Quarterbacks to... need to find these guys. Yes, and that's fine. But Darnell Mooney's numbers are not even, they're whatever's worse than atrocious. Last year, he was very good. Last that's year. great. That's great. This year, he has two receptions yeah. for four yards. Four fucking yards. And there ain't nobody many, on the offense that's attempts? done any good. It's It's not. It's, I'm going to be honest with you. It's Nobody has done any good on that offense. How many times has he been targeted? I don't even know, but whatever it is. I mean, I if mean, you look across the board. That's what you have to look at. To this is the thing. Who's their leading yeah. receiver this right now? This is the thing. They only have 15 completions. Yeah, exactly. So In two games. Uh, their leading receiver right now is uh, Equiminius St. Brown has three receptions for 57 why? yards. And one, he was the guy who caught that pass. That it was a 30-yard target. 30 yards for a touchdown. Right. Ooh, and Dante right. Pettis has one reception for 51 yards. He's second. And then it's David Montgomery. Five receptions. He leads the team in catches. Okay. Five. You're, offensively, they're putrid. Putrid. They are absolutely Fucking putrid. Awful. awful. Somebody needs to lose their job. And, and if it continues on... If they get smoked by the Texans, you could probably see their, their if, coach if, losing his job real quick. If they get popped by the Texans this week, uh, Alfred Bush or whatever the fuck the coach's name is, he needs to go. Justin Fields, you 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 got to do something. Like, you have to do yeah. something. Go out and call Andy Dalton. I, obviously, the they're not is. buying into whatever it is uh, their coach is selling, obviously. Uh, on the other side of the ball, though, Davis Mills actually doesn't look all that bad. Two touchdowns, no picks. Been sacked six times, uh, forty-two completions. On that, that's an issue. He he keeps getting put to the ground. They they need to clean that up. Well, I think they've revamped that line. They need to protect him a little. Better. I think they need to keep vamping. But uh, forty-two completions and seventy-five yards, four hundred and seventeen yards. Not a terrible year. Damian Pierce, 
running the ball pretty well. 26 attempts, 102 yards. No rushing touchdowns yet for this team. But Brennan Cooks actually, surprisingly, is not having that bad of a year. 11 receptions in two games, 130, 136 yards. Other than that, I mean, let's be real. The Houston Texans aren't going to be that exciting at all this year. They're at the bottom of the league with Chicago. This is going to be the shit show of the week. Uh, don't bet on this game if you have a brain, because usually when you have a shit show, anything can happen, much like our nope. shit show of the week last week between Jacksonville and Indianapolis, where I what happened there? came on here and said, I have no idea what's going to happen. It could go either way. It's going to be a shit show, and then Jacksonville put up 20-some points and zeroed Indy. So I think you could see that happening again this week. The Texans could very easily win this game 21 to 0 and Chicago could pull out a fluky 16 to 12 game of, of some sort but they'll win in a last, monsoon they'll win <laughs> exactly heard it here um the battle of two 0 and 2 teams this week in Nashville the Raiders go into Tennessee to play the Titans Las Vegas a two and a half point favorite in this game with an over under of 45 and we can start off by saying Las Vegas shouldn't be 0-2. They've pretty much just shit the bed in the fourth quarter. On the other hand, Tennessee has some fucking issues that, mm -hmm. that need to be addressed. Mm -hmm. uh, they got, I don't even know if embarrassed is big enough of a word, they got absolutely fucking shellacked by Buffalo last week. 41-7, uh, to they lost to the Giants only by a point. Right, but Vrabel does not have answers to get this team going. There's a couple things that I noticed off the bat. Ryan Tannehill is not that great at football anymore. Like, let's just be real; he's just not that great at football. They, they got this guy throwing the ball way too much, way too much. Derrick Henry, and the offensive line is not played well. They've been awful. You know, Derrick Henry longevity. has a hundred yards for two games. The longevity of these big backs doesn't last very long. Yeah, I, I don't. Seven I don't. I think Derrick, Derrick Henry's a monster. With Derrick Henry, this is a utilization issue. I agree with yes. you wholeheartedly. Uh, but granted, he is only averaging three yards per carry. I think that is due to a couple of things. One, he was lights out last year. Everybody knows that Tennessee's game plan is run first and pass like fifth or sixth. Right? They are a very one-dimensional team, so they know that they're going to run the ball. That's number one. Number two, defenses know Ryan Tannehill is not that great of a quarterback. Right. Number three, not only did they take a one-dimensional team with a not very good quarterback, but then Tennessee went and got rid of every single receiver, essentially, that Ryan Tannehill actually liked throwing to, as in A.J. Brown, as in Julio Jones, to name a few. So defenses know now. They know, okay, Derrick Henry's going to get the ball a whole lot. To counter that, Vrabel's trying to throw the ball. It doesn't work because Ryan Tannehill is not a good quarterback. So we have a very easy, we have a very easy equation here. He's to throwing the ball out. almost sixty times in two games. Yeah, I mean, he shouldn't. He's not going to be successful doing that. Uh, he, he's not. Three hundred eighty-three yards, two touchdowns, two picks, sacked three times. Malik Willis came in last week, threw the ball. Four times completed one of them. That was another atrocity. Mike Vrabel obviously does not like Malik Willis. It's very easy to to read when you're the, watching. The their management football. there wanted Willis. So <clears throat> here's the whole thing. 
I, Tennessee is at the moment showing me nothing, especially playing a good Raiders team. That De- defensively, the the Harold Landry injury early in the in the camp, is, yeah, has killed them. So this Raiders team lost to the Chargers. Uh, 19 to 20, 24 to 19 week one, and then lost to Arizona in overtime last week, 29 to 23. So actually just, they played pretty well. They played I well mean, in both of those games. And I think no. that they definitely, they didn't close it out. They definitely, both of those games, they couldn't close out. And I right. think that's, that's a learning, a learning curve for them. They have a lot of new players that they're breaking in on that team. And I think that's an issue too. Um, Overall, this game, Tennessee shows me nothing that they're going to compete in this game. Uh, at the current moment for them, they they need a quick, quick wake-up call and a quick revamp. The Raiders, on the other hand, need to get that first win to stay relevant in their division, and I think they do in a pretty convincing fashion in Nashville this week. Uh, Raiders, I'm taking them minus 2.5, over under a 45. This one... Just I don't feel good about it either way because the I, the Raiders could put up thirty by themselves and right. the Titans could stumble into the end zone a couple of times. Um, I, I'm going to take the under just because I don't think Tennessee is going to put up any points. Okay. Uh, and I think that the Raiders will be good for twenty one to thirty five, and Tennessee's good for seven to ten, and so you might get it okay. by that half a point. Um, At but, what point is Rabel's job in jeopardy here? Well, here's because it looks like to me if they drop this game, I, I got a feeling he might be in trouble. Vrabel it does seem like a him problem. It, this is the, I, has he lost his team? They haven't. The they have not done Mike Vrabel any favors. No, they, they have took all of his receivers. They didn't do anything about their offensive line. They didn't do anything well, about they, the defense. They, did. they they drafted guys. It's just you know what that Injury, didn't work. Injuries on their line have hurt him too. Right. Harold, a guy like Harold Landry wanted to walk, and then they paid him, and then he got hurt. Like, they haven't done Watt enough. Is hurt. Uh, they haven't done enough. No. I'll say that. No. You know, Traylon Burks, great, nice, shiny toy, but essentially you gave up. It's about seven passes. Yeah, he's about seven Two games, passes. seven passes. And you gave up A.J. Brown to get him. Yeah. A.J. So, Brown, look at his numbers. Yeah. That's so, self-explanatory. So. Because they didn't want to pay him. Tennessee Tennessee is in troubled waters right With now. With a running quarterback. I agree. To him. Um, <clears throat> in a game that. I can't believe when I saw the line. <laughs> the Kansas City Chiefs are heading to Lucas Oil Stadium to play the Indianapolis Colts, who are, for lack of a better word, fucking awful so far this year. Uh, the the Colts get goose-egged by the fucking Jaguars last week, which I don't think anyone was expecting. Jonathan Taylor had 60 yards. Jonathan Taylor. Uh, what are you going to do? Has not been able to get it going yet. Um, that's an offensive line issue. That's not a uh, whatever. Matt Ryan has one touchdown, four picks, and seven sacks. Okay, he is. Here, here's here's the thing with Matt Ryan right now. Matt Ryan is a statue back there. If you can't protect Matt Ryan, no, you're going to get Ryan what you got. Because if you look at look at his numbers, take take the interceptions away, his numbers are are comparable with Pat Mahomes. Excuse me. Take the interceptions away. Take the four interceptions away. Mahomes has, uh, he's 54 of 74 for 595 on the year. Ryan is 48 of 80 for 547 on the year. 
Yes, Mahomes also has seven passing touchdowns. Correct, to correct. Ryan's he does. One. I, I I get that. What I'm saying is this: not only that the Chiefs are a lot more talented than Michael Pittman's not playing too, and that that's that's really hurting them big time. Listen to me. The Indianapolis Colts are right there with the Tennessee Titans in terms of sound the fucking. When ball. Austin Doolin is your your leading receiver, you're in and trouble. Tied. Ashton <laughs> Doolin, Ashton <laughs> Austin, whatever it is. Ashton Doolin having himself. Whatever his leader. name is. Guess what? If that's your leading receiver, you're a dead man in this yeah. league. And Jonathan and you're Taylor seeing just it. hasn't been able to turn it on. Um, it's. It's it ugly. It ain't going to be this week. It's ugly. And yeah, it ain't. No, gonna they're going to get their tanks handed to them. Um, What's the line on this? Kansas City's a five and a half point favorite. I'll take, I'm taking Kansas City. I'll take City. Kansas City giving up the five. I would take Kansas City giving up 15 in this game. Over under too. 50 and a half. I am taking the over because I think <laughs> Kansas City will put up 42 by themselves. And Before half. Yeah. Before the half. The Colts will just have the ball so many times that they'll accidentally score two or three times. Um, I, I think. Now we're we're quick to say Jonathan Taylor's not going to have a week this week, but here's the oh I don't here's, I don't agree with that I don't I agree with that run either. The ball real well, too. Jonathan Taylor could run for 150 yards and two touchdowns this week, and it won't matter because the Chiefs will still win by two or three. So yes, uh, two or three I, I do, scores. Correct. <laughs> I do expect Jonathan Taylor to have a, a better week than he's had so far, just because of the sheer amount of times the Colts are going to have the ball. And the sheer amount of rushes he's going to get. He's gotten 20 rushes in each of the last two games. So we'll see. Uh, but there's nothing outside of Jonathan Taylor, fantasy-wise, that is relevant to the Colts. Obviously, you know who to play for the Chiefs. Uh, and I'm taking the Chiefs, giving up five, and I'm taking the over because it's the Chiefs, and you can't you can't with good conscience bet an under when Kansas City's playing. No. So yeah. – that one's pretty easy to break down. This game, on the other hand, is not that easy to break down. The game down. of the week. Battle of the Unbeatens. Battle of the Unbeatens in Miami. The Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills head to South Beach to play the Dolphins in a game that is, you know, against the Ravens last week, we didn't want to give the Dolphins. You specifically didn't want to give the Dolphins much. I'm going to be honest with you. If you look at the way that game started... They looked like they were going to get blown out. Yeah, and then they had a miraculous comeback. They, I, I don't know if it was a bigger collapse on the defense of, of the Ravens, or was it just offensively they're that dynamic. So here's here's some interesting numbers for you. Josh Allen's the quarterback for the Bills, correct? And Tua Tagovailoa is the quarterback for the Dolphins, correct? Josh Allen has played alien like and lights out. But Tua's numbers and Josh Allen's numbers are almost perfectly mirrored identical. Both have well, seven I, touchdowns. Right. But Both have I two think picks. Tua's thrown he's thrown more passes than Allen has. He's thrown for yards. Lots. He's had twenty more attempts than than uh and in those Allen. twenty attempts, he's thrown for a yeah. hundred and thirty more yards. Correct. Um I'll tell you what. If there's anybody who's going to give this Miami offense trouble, it is Buffalo. Buffalo's defense is otherworldly, as we know. So, realistically, this could be the speed bump in the road for the Dolphins. I'm very if hesitant. You, if you looked at that game last week, the game with Baltimore, they got to two early. 
And when they got to him early, they were successful. And that's why they jumped out to that huge lead. That, and you, you, they took the opening kick for a touchdown. But, True. I mean, defensively, Baltimore played very well against Miami in that first half. They, they were up. They were up big. Okay. Now, here's the thing. that This game, for me, is, is a trap game for Buffalo for some reason. I think so, too. And well, I I'm think the Dolphins win this. there's a lot of emotion going into this game. Both these teams know what they've done so far this year. And... Everything logically makes sense for the the for Buffalo to win this game by a touchdown or two because Buffalo's defense is the only defense so far that looks like they're going to stack up against the Dolphins' passing attack. So I want to take Miami in the points. I'm going to take Buffalo <laughs> minus five and a half because I I'm think, taking Miami. I think point. ultimately <laughs> Buffalo will win this game by at least a touchdown. Underdog, okay. maybe that over of fifty three. Is just going to, I think, is going to get absolutely f- abolished. Yeah. yeah. Um, you see, I, I'm, I'm going to take, I'm going to take the Dolphins, and I'm going to, I'm going to take the points. I got, I got a feeling it's going to be a shootout. This could be a, a cursor to the AFC Championship game. You could see this again later on in the year. And uh, yeah, you know what's funny about that? That would be something if two teams in the same division go and. Compete for the, it, it, the championship. It would. Be. I don't think that, but I, I still think it's going to be Kansas City and and Buffalo. Would be, but it's interesting that you say that, especially when you on this show in this recording said that the Dolphins would finish in last in this division, only win. Six I did games. not say yes, the Dolphins did. were going to. Yes, you did. Last. You said, said that the Jets, the Jets defense would finish no, last. You said the Jets defense was better than the Dolphins, and uh, Tyreek Hill was just okay. And I. I'll stop. I'm just saying. I'll stop. The New England Patriots okay. would be in the playoffs. Come on, dude. The New England Patriots hey, would be. Whatever. Listens to the podcast. Man. Whatever. Anyways. Uh, anyway. I'm taking the Bills minus five and a half. And right, I'm taking the five and a half, and I'll take the I'll take the Dolphins. Um, moving on. Oh, here we go. Funny enough. Ravens and Patriots. You know what? You're the Patriots homer on this show, so I'll let you start this one. Go ahead. <laughs> what do you want me to say? Well, I'll give you the line real quick. Baltimore minus three, over under a 44 and a half. Patriots are, uh, what, one and one? And Baltimore's yeah, they're one, they're both, both one and one. I, obviously, I'm going to take Baltimore in this game, even giving up the three points. Yes. Are you sure? Yes. You don't think this will be the big Mac Jones? No, no I, I don't. Regime? I don't think so. Uh, I know they're at New England. I think New England's going to play a lot better than they have the first two games. But I think uh, they don't have an answer for Jackson. Jack- Jackson's the key. If they can contain him, then they got a chance to keep it close and to cover the points. But I, I don't think that's going to happen. This, will, this, for me, is the exclamation point game on all of the Patriots' downfall, failure, miscoaching, mismanaging that I've talked about all offseason, this game will be the exclamation point. Not only do the Patriots not have an answer defensively. Bandwagon jumper. Not have an answer defensively for Lamar Jackson. Um, The Ravens don't even have – Dobbins may play this week. He is questionable. If he plays, they're going to run the shit out of the ball. Lamar Jackson's going to have another great game. I I just – and their defense is too good. Like, what are the Patriots going to do 
against the Baltimore defense even. They're, they don't, I don't know. Let alone uh, Baltimore's defense, I would say, is in the upper echelon. But if when the Patriots have to play an elite defense, it's going to be fucking ugly. Um, nothing about the Patriots has inspired me yet this year. I'm going to take Baltimore minus three. I'd probably take a minus 10. Uh, and over under a 44 and a half. I'm going to take the under on that because I don't think the Patriots are going to put up. Patriots, I'll give them 14. And I don't think Baltimore is going to throw the ball enough to put up over 30, so I'll take the under. Um, it, it, New England needs help. New England needs needs something. They New England needs a player that's in the pro football focus top 100. That's what they need. Just at least one. Give them one. You think Kendrick Bourne with a big week this week or what? I like Kendrick Bourne. Oh, I know you do. It's it's too sad that shit bags ruining that team. But anyway, anywho, remember he said, "Let's move on." Starting uh, Henry too. Hunter Henry. Oh yeah, you said you're starting <laughs> Hunter Henry this week. Yeah. So, are you? Hey, you're starting Hunter Henry this week? Absolutely, I would. <laughs> really, I would. If I had him, I'd start him. So when he goes 0 for two, Hunter Henry, yards, Hunter, Hunter Henry, will surprise a lot of people this week. I, I think uh, him and uh, the other kid, Smith. John Smith. Smith. Johnny yeah, Smith, Johnny the ghost Smith. of Johnny I, Smith. I got okay. both of those guys are going to have a good game. Bruce, when we start off Monday's show, don't forget, put it in your notes, set a reminder, whatever. Yeah, okay. Pull Bruce up. take notes. Pull up Patriots tight end stats because we're going to open Monday's show with whatever stat line the Patriots tight ends had this week. And when it, Hunter Henry goes one for two for eight yards and Johnny Smith doesn't play, has no <laughs> stat line, we will revisit this. But moving on, the 0 2 Cincinnati Bengals, who have looked like absolute poop swag this year, go to MetLife Stadium to play gangrene. I've oh, picked Joe's. the Bengals twice, and I've been wrong both times. Cincinnati, down. Joe Bro said, "Calm down. We got it under control." Cincinnati is six said. point favorite in this game. The over under of forty five. Uh, Joe Flacco's playing lights out. I never thought I'd say that again. The Jets are getting six. The, no, Cincinnati's. Oh, the Jets are getting yes. They're getting Cincinnati's six points. Six point favorite. I'll take the Jets in the six points. Cover. Taking the Jets. Not to win, but to I'm cover. I, I think Cincinnati's going to win this game. I really I do. I don't think so. Uh, I really do. I think they're going to win. They're going to be more focused. They're going to come out. They're going to play hard. Uh, I think the Jets are good enough to stay with them and, and keep that uh, spread. Okay. This is the last time I will believe in this if they don't get it together this week. I'm going to take Cincinnati minus six, and I'm going to take the over. Um, okay. Why I'm why I'm taking the over solely for the fact that Joe Flacco's averaging 308 yards a game passing and has thrown five touchdowns, and he's playing. Joe Flacco might finally, for the first time in 20 yards, 20 years, be elite. Um, we'll find out who the real Joe Cool is. Joe Burrow, on the other hand. He's been sacked 13 times in two fucking games. It's very, it's a very simple equation as to how this Bengals team ended up 0-2. I think all of the money that you invested in that offensive line, if it doesn't show itself this week, 
that's when you say, okay, the Bengals last year was a fluke, and we got to kind of we got to change our expectations with this team. Uh, I think that this week they will put an exclamation point on it. the The Jets have played well. The Jets have played well, but they're not. The Jets and the Bengals are not on the same level yet. We're sitting here, and because. Joe Flacco and Garrett Wilson and the Jets have played so well and the Bengals have played so poorly, we're sitting here debating this. I, I think that the Bengals will finally get it together this week. Put an exclamation I, point I think on. they're going to win also, but I am going to take the Jets in the point. So you think the Bengals are only a field goal better than Yes, no. I think they'll win by a field goal. I don't. I, I think the Jets will stay in it and they'll they'll stay in this game. I really I think do. the Bengals will win this game 35-14 in a pretty convincing fashion. I think the offensive The Jets are playing at home and that's the only reason why I'm going to give them a a nod to say that they will cover. Now, there, okay. I I'm so. going to disagree. I don't think there'll be a cover in this game. Bengals need the Bengals in order to salvage this season in the eyes of the of everyone have to get an exclamation point win this week. They have to. Okay. And the Jets at the end of the day, it's Joe Flacco, man. You gotta if you're Joe Burrow, you gotta go out there and beat fucking Joe Flacco. I mean, my God. Uh for fire. Eagles at the Washington Commanders. Eagles six and a half point favorite over under a forty seven and a half. Well, you want me to be honest with you? Yeah. For some reason, this one just. My head's telling me Philly, but my heart's telling me Washington somehow squeaks this this game out, and I don't know why. I really don't know why. I, well, it, it's it is a it's a division game. It's a division game at home for the Washington. Uh, Carson Wentz has played pretty well. He's been sacked six times, three picks, seven tuds. Antonio Gibson has thrown for almost seven hundred yards in two. Games. I know, I know. 700 yards. In two That's games. why I'm having a hard time with this. Uh, you know, Philly's coming off of a... But the, the onset to that is you have... Hertz is throwing fucking almost 600 yards. And ran for a couple hundred. And ran so, for a couple hundred yards. This is the thing. Philly coming off of a big, hard exclamation point win. Something, something inside of me is just saying... I'm, I'm going to take the Washington's Eagles, giving up the points. Um, I think the Eagles are the best team in that division. That's I my, agree my opinion. But, I agree with you, yeah. uh, and I don't know why. I'm going to take the Commanders minus 6.5. I'm going to take okay. the under in this game. I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game like both of the th- – these teams have both been putting up points at will, essentially, this year. Right. I don't think that is going to happen in this game. Um no, because you've seen the Eagles def- you've seen the real Eagle defense last week. Yeah. So I'll, that's that's gonna happen again this week. Uh, and I'll say this much. Washington's not as bad as everyone thought they'd be. No, I don't I think I thought so they'd be. Yeah. Um we all agreed on that. Carson Wentz, if he continues to play well. I and th- across the board, their receiving options have been lights out for them. Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel have the same amount of receiving yards. Dotson, we know he has three touchdowns so far this year. Logan Thomas actually played decent last week. Uh, they're running the ball well between Gibson. McKissick comes in when he needs to to take care of business. 
it's it's I think this game is going to be a lot closer than people think, and I'll take the Commanders minus six and a half. I have no idea who will win because my heart is telling me somehow Washington. I'm kind of squeaks out this division game. Uh, over under a forty-seven and a half. I'm going to take the under. Don't know why. No logical explanation for that, but no, I'm going having, with my heart. I'm having the same. I'm going feeling. with my heart. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have yet another. You know what? There's a lot of shit show games on on the schedule this week. A lot of shit show. Last uh, week was exciting. This week's a shit show. Here you know, we go. Live happens. from live from Raleigh. It is the Saints going to play the Panthers. Um, New Orleans two and a half point favorite over under a forty one. And my God, I mean, just another game that's going to make your eyes bleed. Uh, is Kamara playing? So far, from what I heard, Kamara is they, he he was supposed to be playing. He is. I, I I'll say this about this game. I have no faith in the in the Carolina Panthers, to be honest Me with neither. you. My God. And I, I would take the Saints in the in the in the two and a half. Given, given yeah. the two and a half points to win. Um I'm gonna check on Kamara's status real quick here before I I don't think it'll matter. I th- I think that the Saints have a better overall team than Carolina does. You know. I, I think, yeah. Realistically the I mean, Saints are a two and a half point favorite. Yeah. Fucking A. James Winston's intercept three interceptions, ten sacks. He's got three touches. He's five hundred. That that's what he does. He's got three picks, Baker. three touchdowns. He's Baker 500. is not a Baker's not good. No. Uh thirty completions, three hundred and eighty yards, two tuds. He's barely fifty percent. And six sacks. Yeah. Um McCaffrey is probably going to do Christian McCaffrey like things against the Saints D. Um Realistically, I Robbie think, Anderson is his own only viable guy that he's going okay. after. Hold on, so we're gonna we're that's gonna, when you're in trouble. We're gonna call a timeout on that real quick. Robbie Anderson, yeah, has one maybe two games a year where he is correct, quote unquote, viable. So correct, he already had one of them. So that means, well, actually, yes. So that means for the next fourteen games, <laughs> yeah, fourteen. Oh, for the next 14 games, most likely, 13 of them, Robbie Anderson will not be a factor. That is how Robbie Anderson rolls. He has two games a year where he plays well, and the rest is absolute, pure, unadulterated horseshit. So, I don't expect Robbie Anderson to do anything this week. I don't expect Deonta Foreman, DJ Moore, Chuba Hubbard, or anybody who's not named Christian McCaffrey to have any sort of viable... It's a shit show. Game for this team. The All right. Saints, on the other hand. I'm taking the Saints, giving up the two. I'm taking the Saints, minus two and a half. I'm taking the over of 41 because I think that the Saints, realistically, are going to torch the Panthers this week. And, I, I okay. again, I don't know why. Jameis Winston plays good against shit defenses. Jameis Winston plays bad against good defenses. That we know. I think James okay. Winston will have a pretty decent week. I think if Kamara plays, he'll be an instant factor. Uh, and realistically, their receiving core is better than we expected. Oh, yeah. Jarvis Landry looks like a nice, viable target. Michael Thomas is has three touchdowns. So we know who they're going to in the red zone. Alave, the rookie with 121 yards off eight receptions so far. You gotta you gotta respect that receiving core. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Mark Ingram when he had to step in last week when for Kamara, he's played pretty well. He's averaging five point seven yards per carry. 
he dropped the ball twice. He's Any, got to get that figured you're, out. You're but, averaging almost six yards per carry. You're gonna you're gonna have a little success. You're gonna have success. I agree. Uh, I'm taking the Saints minus two and a half, and I'm taking the over forty one, just because I think that they're gonna put up a shitload of points this week. <clears throat> this line fascinated me more than any of anything I'm else. A, I, I saw. I'm actually a little shocked about it being as. Small then, as it is. And then I heard Justin Herbert is unlikely to play. Okay. The Jaguars going to SoFi Stadium to play the Chargers. The Chargers are a three-and-a-half-point favorite and over under 42. And if that's just mind-boggling to you, it is because, as the reports right now are out of the Chargers camp, Justin Herbert will not play this week. Now, I think that is a couple of reasons. One, I do think he is hurt. Two, do I think if they were playing the Chiefs and not the Jaguars, would he be more likely to play? Yes. They want to rest. I think they want to get him healthy. And I I actually think it's a smart move. I do, too. I mean, they're 2-0. Or they're 1-1. I'm sorry. They're 1-1. But at this point... You're playing a game against a team that's uh, that's that's pretty good. They're 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 not horrible. Uh, they had, but a, I don't think they're much of a threat. I'll say this: Jacksonville had an exclamation point win last week when they Correct. shut out the Colts. That was the win that we needed to see where they're at. Where they're at, and now we know. Okay, you got to respect the Jags a little bit. Um, do I think their offense is a match for the Chargers? D. No, I don't. I, I think you're going to see a, a, an upgrade. Trevor Lawrence has to really watch what he does this week. Oh, oh. He made a few mistakes last week. Very few, but he was lights out. I agree. But he, I don't think he's he's going to be under duress this week where he wasn't last week. Correct. That they, they will be in his face every play. I'll say this. And he's going up against the top secondary. Chase Daniel as the starting quarterback for the Chargers with a hurt Keenan Allen who is questionable to play. We still don't know if Keenan Allen is going to play this week. Right. And what we saw last week from that Chargers offense without Keenan Allen was a kind of unproductive Austin Eckler, heavy, heavy relying on Mike Williams, heavy, heavy relying on Gerald Everett. That doesn't really... And Everett was real nice last week. Without Justin Herbert, with those options, that leaves a little bit of a question mark. Ultimately, I'll say this. As good as Jacksonville's offense looked last week, I think they are... They're not prepared for this Chargers defense yet. They're too young. They're too inexperienced. They haven't played enough games together. I, I think that Ultimately, so you're going to take uh, I am LA Chargers three. minus three, three and a half. half. Um, the the over under in this game forty two. Okay, God, we just don't know. You know what? If, if I, I'm gonna I'm gonna say under. If Justin Herbert doesn't play, which we don't think he's going to, right? If he doesn't, this hurt, will be see. the best week of the year for me because Austin Eckler will finally get thirty fucking touches. Having a monster game. <laughs> He'll have as many touches as he's had all year in one Correct. game. Correct. Um, and I'll I'll say this much. I can't I can't bank on Austin Eckler 
getting 42 points because realistically, it's hard for me to imagine the Jaguars finding Pater more than twice against his Chargers D, and it's hard for me to imagine Chase Daniel going off. So I'm going to take L.A. minus 3.5, and, and I'm going to take the under, even though it doesn't make me feel good to take the under with the Chargers. I'm going to gonna do it. Okay. Don't feel good about it. <clears throat> Under, it's understandable. The other team from Los Angeles heads to the desert to play the Arizona Cardinals. The Rams are a three-and-a-half-point favorite, over-under a 48-and-a-half. Cardinals coming off of a big overtime win. And the Rams still don't really know what to make of that team. Well, they, I mean, they, they barely lost to Atlanta. They barely won they, to Atlanta. And Atlanta gave them everything. Atlanta threw it away right at the end. Um I I what's the spread on this? Three and a half? Yep. The Rams are a three and a half point favorite. You know what? I, I'm gonna take the Rams in the three. I'm gonna take the Rams as well. I'm also gonna take the yeah. over because I don't think yeah, I'll take seven touchdowns is very hard for these two teams to get together. Right. I'll say this much. That injury list for the Rams is pretty stout going yeah. into this week. Um, here's the thing. The Cardinals have not been able to run the ball. Shockingly enough, neither have the Rams. Right, neither just, team has. I, I neither mean. of these teams have run the ball. And realistically, you don't even know who the guy is for Arizona because James Conner leads the team in carries. But he has played so fucking badly that, that he's averaging three yards per carry. Right. Well, you got a backup guy that's got more yards than him. Eno Benjamin has is yeah. looks better than him. Uh I believe is that Darryl Williams. right? Daryl Williams. Daryl Williams running the ball better than him. Yeah. So we don't know who their running back's gonna be. We don't know if they can actually run the ball. And Ky- Kyler Murray's leading receiver is Dorch. Dorch. Greg, Greg Dorch. Dorch. Uh, <laughs> I mean, this would be a completely different story if if Moore is playing. They said he might play this week, Rondell Moore. I I don't who, think who's gonna... a highly touted guy that they have. Here's the th- <clears throat> can they can they tread water until Hopkins DeAndre Hopkins back? gets off? Can they tread water? And Greg, and I don't Dorch. think that's gonna. I don't think it's going to work out for him. Greg AJ Green needs to needs to step up. Well, he did last week. He did last week. Y- listen, time. you say big time. He has twenty nine total receiving yards on the year. Yeah, the reason why they won. I'm aware, but they'd be zero two if it wasn't. I'm, I'm not this. I think Arizona is going to get thumped this week. Okay, I, I just do. There's too many question marks. Who's there to catch the ball? The receivers that you have yeah. there, can they catch the ball? Who's the actual starting running back? And if the offensive line cannot cannot generate any kind of push to get a run running game going, they're fucked. They're very one dimensional and they'll get beat easily. Agree. And also defensively, they've the the Cardinals have allowed I mean, the Raiders torched them in the first half last week. Yes. Uh I think that the Rams will torch them. I'm taking the Rams minus three and a half. I'm taking the over just because the Rams will score 35, and the Cardinals will keep pace through the half the game. Over-under is 48 and a half. I'm taking the over just because, yeah. I mean, <clears throat> both these teams showed yeah. they can score at least. So I would. Well, take the over. 
God, this game is fucking horrible too. And I don't know how Seattle's favored, but the Falcons are <laughs> fluttering off to yeah. Seattle to play their their cousins, the Seahawks. Uh, Seattle is a one battle point of the birds. Battle of the birds over under a forty two. I'm gonna pre preface this by saying this. I'm taking the Falcons plus one. I think the Falcons will win this game outright. And I am yes. taking the fucking under because God, it's just, I mean, this is just an ugly fucking game. Geno Smith looked like Geno Smith last week. Marcus Mariota looks slightly better than Geno Smith, even though they're 0-2. Uh, they lost to New Orleans by one. They lost to the Rams by a field goal. The the Seahawks got that fluky win against Denver. And then got absolutely shat on by the 49ers. So, right. I think overall the Falcons are a better team with better weapons, with a better quarterback, with better options. They're Just averaging better. 26 Just and better. a half points per game. <laughs> Their defense is a question mark, but ultimately I'll say this the Falcons looked like they kind of started to mesh in that second half of the Rams game last week. Patterson right. looked good, Drake London looked good, Mariota's finding his targets. Their defense is a question mark, but ultimately I think the Falcons, the Seahawks are, the Seahawks are exactly what the fuck we thought they were. Trash. So they will get exposed again this week against Oh, oh I, I hope they lose Russell. from here out just yeah. so Pete Carroll goes away. And don't get me wrong. Atlanta's not that great of a football team. They are mildly crusty, but the Seahawks are really fucking crusty. So I'm going to take the Falcons minus or plus one, and I'm going to take the under because Seattle – in the middle of September, the weather's going to start to get shitty. Right. Uh, there's not going to be a lot of points scored. It's just, it's going to be ugly. Ugly football this weekend. Ugly football. In that a game. Is, this next game is really ugly. That too. I don't think will be that ugly. The Green Bay Packers pack up their shades and shorts to head down to Tampa Bay to play Tom Brady. The undefeated. The undefeated. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The unanimous Las Vegas favorite to win the Super Bowl. The Tampa Bay no, they weren't. Buccaneers. No, they weren't. On their road to 17-0. and That's not going to happen. Live from Raymond James Stadium, the Buccaneers are a one-point favorite, which I think is embarrassing. And the over-under is 42. Well, when, when you're coming into a game and you have no receivers... Uh, I understand why it's a one-point game. A one-point favorite. So Mike Evans is suspended. Yep. Chris Godwin is, uh, they have him listed as questionable. I would say he's doubtful. Uh, and Julio Jones is also hurt. So realistically. I just picked up Perryman. Are you playing him? Um, the only other guy I have is Who'd you fucking pick up? Ryan Anderson. Rashad Perriman. Yeah, the only other guy I have is Ryan Anderson. So. Rashad Perriman will most likely be the number one <laughs> receiver for... I'll, I'll say this. Oh, Chris he, Godwin he, is officially listed as out now. Okay. So, so, basically... Russell Gage, also questionable. Rashad Perriman is also questionable. So, the, the Tampa Bay... Uh, uh, he had the knee problem the last Tampa week Bay receiving core is Mike Evans suspended, Chris Godwin out with injury, Julio Jones questionable, Russell Gage questionable, Rashad Perriman questionable, but Scotty Miller is healthy. And Cole Beasley. 
Oh, yes. God, Everybody forgetting about Junior Julian yeah, Edelman gonna be... is going to walk in off the street. You think? And catch 14 balls today for 100 yards. Well, he doesn't know the playbook. He doesn't know the system. Uh, he doesn't need to. He's our, he's a good route runner. Watch how fast something? he gets it. You want to know something? Yeah. None of this fucking matters, though. Because if the Packers showed us anything so far this year, it's that outside of pummeling the Bears, pummel fucking the Bears. Well, Sammy Watkins is out, I thought, this Sammy week. Watkins is also out this week. Okay. Um, they have Lazard. Great. Oh, okay. He was real effective the, last the week. The ghost of Randall Cobb. The ghost of Randall Cobb. Yeah. yeah. See, okay. this is this is goat status here. Tom Brady's. Well, here's the thing. Come out here. Can, can nobody. Tampa's defense do what they've done the first two games. I think we're forgetting they've had to stand something. on their head. We're forgetting something. Green Bay got poop dicked by Minnesota in Week One. Correct. Okay. So let's stop here. Chicago, we know most incompetent, shitty team in the NFL. Yes, Green Bay won. Great. I'll give them that. They won a game against absolute dumpster fire garbage. Strength of the Buccaneers team is defense. Beautiful. They Buccaneers will shut down Aaron Rodgers and his ragtag group of bullshit receivers this week. Aaron Jones will not have his 100-yard game like he did last week. They will contain him. He'll probably have a decent game, but they will contain him. Tom Brady is going to have to heavily rely on Leonard Fournette this week. Fournette has not played well this year. He's not been efficient. He has not been effective. I think Fournette gets it together a little bit this week. I think he has a pretty big game. I think Tom Brady utilizes a bunch of fucking dudes you've never heard of, and they sneak out of here with a win and try and get everybody healthy to play the Chiefs next week. And I think that's why you're seeing a lot of these guys I that think are questionable that exactly they're not going to play. Yep. And they are going to just. They want to get healthy for you the Kansas You got the goat going up against the MVP. And you know what? Even if they drop this game, it's not a big deal. Agreed. I don't it's think it's not a big deal. deal. I, I don't think they're worried about Green Bay. I don't think they'll drop this game. I think Tampa Bay is should be a, will win this game by a touchdown. Um, I, and I I'm know. that over under, I'm going to take the under. Because okay. I don't think Green Bay has enough weapons to score against the Bucks. I and agree. I don't think the Bucks have anybody to score enough points to hit 42. So, ultimately, I think we're going to have like a 14-7 or like a 21-10 football game here. Okay. And I think that Tampa Bay will ultimately, their defense will shut down Green Bay. I agree. In a Sunday night football matchup, the new Jimmy Garoppolo-led 49ers head into mile high to play. The, I'm going to say this. Are you ready? The ghost of Russell Wilson. The ghost oh, of Russell God. Wilson. And the Denver Broncos. I'm not ready to hear yeah. it. I'm not ready to hear it, dude. Ugh. Um, Where is he at? Where is he at? This... I saw this when I was going through my notes last night. I saw this game, and I don't even know what to say. It's just, <laughs> God damn. Well, I'll, I I will say this. I will take the 49ers giving up the point and a half. You know what? I think I would have to, too, because the this is the thing, though. The Broncos are going to have that one game 
I don't know where they're going to wake up. Where they're going to wake where up. Where Russell Wilson's put, actually going to be yes. Russell Wilson. He'll come up and put 42 I, I, and they'll win what? the command. I, I just don't see life. it happening against a defense that's as good as San Francisco. I agree with that. I just don't I see agree. that happening. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo has to prove something here. Jimmy Garoppolo has to play well. Um, Denver's defense. So they go to an owner, Garoppolo. I think he's got his job back. He should. Well, no, Kyle Shanahan already Even came out. Even though he's. Kyle Shanahan already came out and said Trey is our starter when he's healthy. That's that's stupid. No, that's just stupid. You you lose a job that fucking way. Kyle no. Shanahan should lose. Even though this guy's going to be out for the rest of the year, team. nobody cares. Okay, but uh, Trey Lance is garbage. Uh, let's, let's all be real. If Justin Fields, you go head to head against Justin Fields, and they got out a win against you, that tells you how listen, bad Trey they, Lance if, is. Yeah, if they win. And then when Trey Lance comes back, they put him back in, and they go right down the shitter again. I, I don't think that's going to happen because he ain't going to be back till next year sometime. Anyway. I think if that happens, Kyle Shanahan deserves he should a lose spot. his job. Agreed. He deserves a spot on the scumbag Hall of Fame. I, th- I you know scummy. what you know what I he might deserve to be in there. <laughs> He's right next to Matt Patricia, who's the bigger scumbag um, than he is. Oh, that asshole in Carolina. Matt Rule. Matt Rule. Can't wait to see him get fired. Yeah, too. that's coming here. Yeah. That might happen after this Can't week. Can't wait for that um, file to get filed. Here's how I'm going to break this game down. We're, if we go off of what we've seen, you got to take the 49ers. Denver has looked, right. for lack of a better word, pretty incompetent to this Oh, I agree. Point. I agree. So until I see otherwise, I'm going to take the 49ers. Yeah, it's only a point and a half. I'll take San Francisco minus one and a half. I think they will... I, I can't say that this is going to be a close game or this is going to be a blowout. I, I don't know. There's no yeah. way to tell. Realistically, if we go off of the way both teams have played thus far, it's going to be heavily in favor of San Francisco, and it will be the under because it'll be a like 15-9 to nine football game or something fucked up like that. <laughs> um, I'm going to take the 49ers to win at Denver. And I'm going to take the under because I just don't see how the I agree. there's going to be 43 points scored. Um, and in our last game of Monday the Monday night game, Monday night, the Cooper Rush Cowboys <laughs> led Cowboys go to MetLife to play the New York football Giants, who are 2-0. and Don't ask me how, but the Giants are a one-point favorite in this game. Who's the best? <laughs> Who's the, the shittiest 2-0 and team in football? Uh, I mean, it's got to be the Giants, right? I would say that, no. I mean, we all we all know what's going I mean, on. Only, the Battle of the Unbeaten. There's only three, right? There's the Bucks, the Dolphins, no, the um, Chiefs, Tampa Bay, Philly, Chiefs, Bills, Philly? Dolphins, Giants. Yeah, the Giants are the worst team out of that. Yeah, the Giants are the worst. They got to be the worst team out of all the undefeated teams. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna. But tell you know you what? This. But you know what? I'm gonna tell you something right now. I'm going to take the Giants in that point and a half going to Dallas. I'm going to take the Giants in that point going into Dallas as well. Yeah, I'm going to take. I'm going to take. But if you don't, I, I'm a believer. <laughs> I'm a believer in Saquon Barkley. You're a believer in Danny Dimes. He's, he's woke. Danny Dimes is dropping dimes. You know what would be better than that? They need to bring Eli back. What's his name? What's his name? Over there uh, Chad out? Powers. That's it. They need to bring Chad Powers Chad and let Powers. him play. Um, here's the thing. 
The Cowboys have to. The Cowboys can't win games with Cooper Rush and the ghost of Ezekiel Elliott and fucking. You know what I mean? I mean, Ceedee Lamb hasn't fucking played. Uh, uh, it doesn't matter. The guy. What's that? What's that cat's name? What's that? Cat's Noah name? Brown. Nate, Nate Brown. Noah, Noah Brown. Brown. Get who? The fuck who is out he? Of here. Who yeah. is that? Yeah. Fucking. I, I mean, it's got ten catches for 160 I'm yards be, and a touchdown. I'm going to be honest with you. Here, here's here's my assessment of this game. They beat Cincinnati last week. That that I'm gonna that I'm gonna say hurrah. this. I'm gonna say this, and if I'm wrong, you guys can both remind me of it Monday. I think the Giants are going to stomp the fuck out of the Dallas Cowboys on Monday Night Football at home. I, I think this is good game for some reason is going to get fucking ugly. Uh, yeah, chippy. I, I could yeah. see a lot of fights breaking There's, out. It's going to because it's a, a divisional game, mm-hmm. and uh, Both these teams don't really like each other. No, the Cowboys. If they lose this game, it's embarrassing because even though the Giants are two and zero, you can't respect this well, Giants he, team yet. Well, did you notice a trend with the Cowboys in the last few years? Dak Prescott goes down, and their season goes to shit. Well, yes, and, and, and it happened teams. last year. Most teams, when they lose their starting quarterback. Exactly, and I understand that. But if you can't have a guy come in and play three or four games for you and you go 500, that should happen. Yes, it should. I don't see that happening with them. I don't either. I I think they got lucky last week when they beat Cincinnati. Uh, Yes, I would agree with that. They do. They they got lucky last week that they won. The defense, defense... Dallas's defense played off the chain last week. If they could repeat that, they have a chance to beat the Giants. But you know what? I don't see. I don't see it, don't see don't it happening see it. either. I, I don't see them having an answer for Barkley. Yeah, realistically. I mean, outside of uh, outside outside of the defense, what can you say has really been a, a bright spot for them? For for the Cowboys. For the Cowboys, there hasn't been. I, I mean, I mean, Cooper Rush is serviceable Noda, at, at best. We're going to huh? tout Noah Brown? No. Uh, I mean, I'm taking the Giants minus one. I am taking the under because... Ezekiel Elliott getting 25 carries in two games is fucking ridiculous. Ridiculous. Realistically... Fucking ridiculous. Mike McCarthy needs to lose his fucking job. Did, has this Mike, guy doesn't have 25 to 28 carries What were you going to say? in this next game. Say if your quarterback goes down, your season's shit. But if your quarterback that you bring in... Uh, breaks the rules of conduct of the NFL, then you do pretty okay. <laughs> With well, the, the Browns? Yeah. yeah. Well, Brissett's, Brissett's one of the better backups, I would say. Um, I, I would have to say that he is a lot better than Cooper Rush. Yeah. Like, oh, 100%. Yes. Uh, he was Mike, a starter 100%. Has Mike McCarthy reached tub of shit status yet? Uh, he's there. He's a tub of I shit. I actually think he's beyond tub of shit status. Oh, wow. Um, if they do not give Ezekiel hit 30 carries in this next game, they are going to get fucking blown out. Embarrassed. And he needs to be fired. Do you want to know something? This could be it. Because if Jerry Jones gets embarrassed in New York. Well, you've seen him last the week. division rival Giants. He's calling out his own players. Jerry yeah. Jones is. He called out C.D. Lamb. I know it's that. Not, it's not just his own players. His star Wide the only guy the only that he's got that's viable, yes. and Jerry Jones is losing his shit on him. Mm-hmm. Jimmy, wherever you are, you know, put put that big thing away and call Jerry. 
You guys make up, kiss and make up, and get back over there. It's fucking embarrassing. How about those cowboys? It's embarrassing. You know, did you I, not groom your beard today? No, why? Just all over the place. It's what? Just all over the place. What do you mean it's all over the place? I'm just all over the place. You know, I got I got a lot of feedback on you you saying that Jimmy Johnson had a huge cack last week. Well, that's, that's what he does. <laughs> what he just he just he eats bangs those pills to make his cack big. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's what he does. What were the extends or whatever it is? <laughs> Extendo. That's oh, what he does. Dick pump. <laughs> he, he's 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 fucking swinging with the fucking bat. There, there's a title for this episode: <laughs> swinging with the bat. Swinging with the bat. That's what he's doing. Oh, I, I mean, that's what he does. This is what he's done since he's retired. He does a little, you know, the analyst stuff, and then he uh, eats penis pills. He he's. Evidently got a huge cack. <laughs> I I don't know that for sure, but it's, you know, it's, it's, rumor has it. The way you're saying, rumor it, has like it. You know for sure. But anyway, anyway, I think Jerry needs to apologize to Jimmy. Bring Jimmy in. Let him be. Let him be the uh, the GM. Let let him run the team. Uh, Jerry needs to stay the fuck out of the team. What if they brought Tony Romo in to coach? I don't see that happening because he thinks he's an analysis guy now. You know, he's like the best. Him and Joe Buck are like the best guys around. Joe Buck. That is absolutely fucking putrid. Human hand jobs. Joe, go butt I cannot stand him. Anyway. I'd rather see Troy. Bring Troy Aikman in. Let him be the GM. Let, let, Let these. He needs to back up. We know he loves his team. We know he wants to win. But Jerry, you need to you, first. You need to find a fucking coach. Get rid of him. Get a real fucking GM in there. They can get a fucking GM in there. They can turn around this debacle that's been going on since the fucking nineties. Yeah, it's been a debacle. He is not a good GM. He he's not he's not even close. I mean, come on, dude. You're about as successful as the fucking Lions are right now. Every year on paper, he has the best team in football, and every year he fucking, they fail to do anything. And it's, he needs to step back a little bit and let other people that have, that have been in this game a long time, let them bring a guy in to run the show. He doesn't need to do it. You don't see fucking Robert Kraft out there fucking choosing, fucking making plays no. and, and drafting people. Guys, you Robert Kraft. Robert that. Kraft just let Billichek ruin his team for him. Well, it doesn't matter. You know what? Say what you want to say. They're the most successful team, probably in NFL history. I agree with that. I agree. Just because of the the longevity of what they had there. No, it's because they had the best quarterback ever, and when he left, that's, everything went to shit. But anyway, I'm not going to go there. Anyways, but they had the best coach and the best well, run team for well over 15 years. Before we end today. I have to know if any you have made any changes to your Super Bowl favorite at this point. No. No. So your pick to win the Super Bowl is Go ahead. still. Go ahead. Who is it? Who did I say? Buffalo. Did I say Buffalo? You said Buffalo. I said Buffalo. To win the, I said Buffalo to win the Super Bowl? That's, Are you sure about what, that? what I had in my notes. I don't know. I, I, I like Philly. Hold on. You originally picked I like Tampa. Philly. You originally said Tampa so that Brady would just fucking leave. No, I said I wish he would win so he'd go fucking away. 
Correct. That's what I said, word and for then word. You said, Just oh, go away. Nobody you said, likes you. You said, yeah. oh, it'll probably be Buffalo. So right now, right. going into week three. All right, here, here's here's my pick for the Super Bowl. For the win? Or you want my actual pick Super for the Bowl. Super Bowl? No, to win this, your Super Bowl champion favorite. Right? My Super Bowl champion favorite, believe it or not, are the Philadelphia Eagles. You're fucking high. Bruce? Okay. You know, I still want to stick with the Chargers. But they have to pull it okay. the fuck together. Mine is the Philadelphia Eagles, and they'll you they'll think prove this that year. They'll prove that you easily think this year. I think this year. I think they're good enough to. But do see, that. hold on. I asked you last week. Do you think Philly could go into Tampa Bay and, and beat, beat Tampa it? Bay? Yes, I do. Wow. I think Philadelphia. If they were playing Tampa this week, they would go in there and and, and beat. Yes, them. this week. <laughs> This week, yeah. Well, am I wrong? Yeah, no, am I wrong? Right. Thank you. You're right. Thank this you. week, I agree. If with they you. were, if they were the ones going in there instead of fucking Green Bay, yeah, they would hand Tom Brady his ass. I agree with that. Yeah, this week, this week, this week, right. Anyways, anyway, uh, obviously, my, they're they're my choice out of the NFC. I think it's going to be between them and Tampa to play for the championship in the NFC. You can you can write that down. Hey. Scratch it on your little fucking notepad over there. Philly will play Tampa for the NFC Championship. Tampa Bay will win the Super Bowl. Uh, and that is it for another week. Anyway. Thank you guys so much for listening. The juice. The juice. If you haven't yet, please follow our socials, Instagram and Twitter at Tip Balls, TikTok at Tip Balls Podcast. If you're listening to us, make sure to subscribe and watch us on YouTube. And shout, if you're watching- shout, hold on. Shout out to uh, Aaron Hickman. Shout out. He's one of the listeners. He's a, he's a good friend of the show. Go ahead. Shout out to Aaron. Shout out to A.A. Ron. And if you're watching us, make sure you are listening as well on Spotify or Apple Music. Thank you guys so much for listening. You hear from us on Monday. Am I perfect?